HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to Heritage Radio Network on tour. We're broadcasting live from Feast Portland this week. And I'm Kat Johnson. And before we start this next interview, I would like to thank our sponsors that are making our coverage of Feast Portland possible. Thank you to Travel Portland, to Stream PDX, this amazing Airstream trailer that we are broadcasting out of, um, Hazel Fern Sellers, and the Julia Child Foundation. And right now, I'm super excited because we are joined by Miguel and Modesty Vidal. They are with Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue in Austin. And um, we also have an Austin Visit Austin trailer next to us. So we have, we have kind of like a rival Airstream trailer situation going on. So I'm glad that we have the Austin contingent representing over here with us. <laughs> Welcome to both of you. Well, thank Hi. you very much. You. Hello. Um, so I first crossed paths with the two of you in Charleston earlier this year at the Southern Foodways Alliance um, barbecue tent revival and it was an amazing event and I kind of wanted to start there and have you talk a little bit about that event and you got I mean you were honored there so what did that mean to you and and what was that event like um well I guess it was it was it was nice to have you know everyone welcoming us there and being able to cook and that's one of my favorite things to do with food and barbecue and that's why we're in it um, you know, receiving the honors and everything is, is amazing and to be honored that way is awesome. But like what we want to do is share our food with everyone, like their family, because that w- that's what the barbecue is to me. And that's, you know, how I grew up around that. So being able to share that experience with people and put our heart and soul into what we're cooking and then to see the, uh, how people respond to it. That's like, you know, the biggest thing and bringing everyone together. So, and what was so cool about it was Sam Jones and Rodney Scott, both Carolina boys, were kind of passing the torch a little bit <laughs> to, to over to you in Texas. And so let's talk about Tex-Mex barbecue because it is pretty different from what we think of when we think of Carolinas, even Tennessee and Alabama. So what is Tex-Mex barbecue and how is it different? Um, well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, when we, when we first were, were talking about what you know, opening up the restaurant and whatnot. Um, I had different ideas before we went back to like the basics, right? And so I had different ideas of having stuff using smoke and fire to elevate uh, Mexican food or to hi- just highlight some ki- some stuff in food. But when I went b- back to the basics and the you know what the way I grew up eating is not necessarily a fusion, and people might consider what we do fusion, but at home. 
through the Texas influence and having, you know, where king is beef, uh, beef is king in Texas, right? So, you know. <laughs> I'm like always looking for steak here. I'm like, where is the beef, you guys? <laughs> we went to a place last night. I'm like, can I get a real steak? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Me red meat. <laughs> You're not in Texas anymore. <laughs> I noticed. But growing up and having, you know, like the Texas barbecue traditions and being of uh, Mexican-American descent or Mexican descent and uh, embracing those flavors is kind of just an everyday thing that happened na naturally at home. And I think that there's a lot of, uh, you know, Tex-Mex restaurants, I think, that are very commercialized and don't really necessarily kind of highlight how people are really cooking and eating at home. So Tex-Mex barbecue is what I feel is representing the Mexican-American or Chicano or Hispanic culture in the South. And I call the South where we are in Texas, the south of Texas. <laughs> south yeah, Texas. <laughs> or just Texas in general or across any region of the United States where that is with particular particularly Texas where you know you have that beef barbecue going on and you know the the peppers and 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 the flavors from that were influenced through Mexico coming together so it can be you know a lot of things and described differently but for us it's kind of how i grew up eating that's homemade tortillas fresh salsa avocado with barbecue um mostly either brisket and then along with other stuff you know my dad used to love doing half chickens all the time and stuff so it's just taking that influence and really sharing it with people and i i was reading something about the barbacoa that you make and you use a different cut of meat than people might be used to for barbacoa um, well, when I first started doing it, I was using the whole head. Okay, so you would get everything off the whole head that we would just smoke for hours until it all came off, and it was really nice. And and uh, but as we got busier, it was harder to be able to have enough to sustain for more than like an hour. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it sells fast. And uh, so I started using cheek meat. So, so it's most it's mostly all cheek meat that we're smoking. And it, but it's beef. It's beef. Interesting. And other people are very into the pork head cheese and stuff, but it's interesting to think about the cow. Yeah. We're actually serving it tonight <gasps> yeah. at oh. the Bon Appetit after party. So let's talk about that. Tell us about the event tonight and what you're making. Oh, she can. It's at Brooklyn Park Pub, and he's making uh, mini barbacoa tacos on corn tortillas and then like a homemade pico. He's making that up really right now as we go. Amazing. <laughs> And then you're doing smoked tomorrow. Yes. We're doing smoked tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be doing our uh, brisket. We're using Hartley Ranch, never ever uh, Angus beef. And you were just telling me about, um, obviously, you came here from Austin. It's a little bit of a trip. And if you were to start actually doing all the work to make brisket for tomorrow, you, you wouldn't be here right now. You'd be prepping. So talk a little bit about what it takes to bring your level of barbecue to an event like this and how you prep um well so i'm really particular in the wood that we use we use 100 percent mesquite most people in austin or central texas are using post oak and that's a little bit easier to kind of get but uh i mean you know other rather than just texas but the mesquite wood that we're using um I'm very particular in how it's aged and, and dried and what it looks like, and we use a different blend of some other stuff that's like either greener and aged longer to so it can uh, sustain a, a long cook. But 
we've come up with different methods so we can be able to come to events like this and travel across the country and be able to produce um, the equivalent of what we would do at home. So we spend a lot of time back home prepping and then we will smoke for about 16 to 18 hours and there's a system going into the cooling process of the briskets to where they sit in warmers for about two and a half or three hours and then we cool them down afterwards so we can vac seal and then we can bring them back up and bring them back to life in an event like this. I mean, you're really bringing the flavor. <laughs> you have to make the flavor at yes. home and bring yes. it here. To get the true feel. I know. I mean, everyone at the, at the at Smoke tonight, or tomorrow night, will should definitely appreciate the work that goes into that. It's amazing. Um, so let's talk about family because fam- you guys are married and family is <laughs> a really big part of your business. So talk a little bit about who else in your family works with you guys. and We could be here all day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we Start actually, listing. <laughs> We started importing our family as the business group. Yeah, we just started moving people to Austin. We're like, do you guys, I hired all three of my best friends. I'm like, do you guys want to get paid to hear me talk about work or just do it for free all the time? Because I'll pay you if you do it's some a work. great sales pitch. So they do. <laughs> they all work for me now and they're awesome. It's amazing. We have uh, my two sisters. Um, my brother, Elias, is our main pit master now. He's been with us since the beginning. And he's worked really hard to kind of hone his skills in on the pit. And he does a really great job. He'll he, be here tomorrow, he'll, too, he, at the he, event. Yeah. Actually, he just got in today. Um, so my brother, Elias, my sister, Amy, Adriana, and I have three cousins that work with me. And everyone's from San Antonio. And Elias met his wife there. So she works there as well. Right. And they wow. met at the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> It's like an interesting strategy of like retaining employees. Yeah, we're like, like you're you gonna marry in. <laughs> we're gonna get you all here. Um, so your it's your brother who's the pit master. Well, my brother's kind of taken over, so I can continue to uh, you grow know focus, the grow the business, and Elias maintains like the barbecue that we do there every day, and I come in and kind of you know do quality checks and i continue to work the same hours basically but i'm focusing more on doing uh like specials at the at the restaurant so i'm taking inspiration from places that we go or travel or or, you know hang out at and i try and bring back something to the business and then show him how to incorporate that into what we're doing so pitmaster is a a a position and a career that is takes a lot of training and it takes a long time to learn the art of that so how has that been to like te- hand that off to your brother well it's not handed off all the way. <laughs> <laughs> he says hand it off that's a loose he's term. still in training <laughs> always for yeah. life we all are for life <laughs> yeah, we can always learn from you know we can learn every day but uh my brother's been like it's been five years before it took five years before i gave him like the title and then i'm like, kind of be before in charge. we could leave for the weekend yeah wow <laughs> So five days and, you know, the first three years we were very, really short staff and we were working like 18 hour days all the time and I would go home and nap. You like squeeze in two years into that one year. Elias <laughs> would, you know, have my back, but. Awesome. Tell me about the motto of the restaurant. Hecho con amor. Go ahead. Means made with love, which is how Miguel makes his food. If he's mad, the food will still be good, but it won't be as good. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to get him in the good mood. <laughs> That's at home. <laughs> but. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Echo Con Amor, Made With Love, is, every, you know, when we have new uh, employees and new team members join us, before they start the first shift, they have to understand what we're coming from, what we're trying to do. 
And so I tell everyone <coughs> that the people that we are serving are, you know, that's my, that's your grandmother, your grandfather, your best friend, your aunt, your uncle, your anyone. That's anyone that's close and, and dear to you that you are actually like paying them back for something that they've done for you. And so it has to be made with love. And we have to treat people that way. And if you cook from the heart and you're doing things for the right reasons, then I think it's going to really show. And that's how we try and treat our employees. That's how we try and treat our guests and customers that come around. And, you know, it's just like anyone that comes in orders, you have to put your grandmother or someone that was special to you on them so you can take care of them the same way. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, so... You started the Valentinas, you were in a, a trailer, like a permanent trailer, and then you had like outdoor seating. Is that still the, f the way that the restaurant's set up? Well, we actually started behind a bar downtown. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we moved to a gas station parking lot south of town. And then now we're in like a permanent location and we're working on building a brick and mortar in that location. There's a building on the site. We still are in the permanent trailers right now, but we do have covered seating and like TVs and all kinds of. Yeah, it's more like a compound more than... It's yeah, it's, it's not, not like, oh, we got a food truck. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of where our home station is. We're in a two shipping containers behind a pizza restaurant. You know, Roberta's and mm -hmm. it has this whole compound feel. And so I feel like I would be very at home. You probably would. There's a, lot, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. there's a, a lot going on. And the, the setup is basically uh, two long food trailers that are butted up back to back. So you take one step out and you're in the other one. Mm -hmm. And so that acts as like the as the kitchen and then our barbecue pits are on 20 foot trailers can you describe a little bit more about the pits and and the setup and how much food you're doing every day um okay yeah so we have uh three pits that are roughly like uh 20 feet long they're offset pits with um you know we cook that the three of them take the majority of the meat and then we have one more that is a little bit smaller but that takes all our vegetables. So it's roasting corn and, and tomatoes and onions and peppers for our salsa, for our smoked corn. It takes our barbecue sauce. It takes our jerky once a week that we make. We make uh, brisket jerky out of the flat. And uh, the other ones are um, mostly brisket. So we are doing roughly right now about 4,000 pounds of brisket a week. Uh, we roll like maybe 1,000 tortillas a day. And... Uh, the the poor given uh, what one two employees carpal tunnel by now yeah <laughs> yeah so like the beef is the main seller uh the brisket of course and then underneath it everything it's like i guess it's like you know 50 50 on everything else like pork chicken pork ribs beef ribs yeah but uh you know we uh we use offset pits uh we go do a 14 16 hour cook on a brisket it's basically almost a 24 hour job before we are serving, you know, a quarter pound to you that's gobbled up in two minutes. It about 24 hours to make, yeah. <laughs> it truly is a labor of love. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so where can people find you, both in person and out there on the in the internet? To learn well, more? on the internet, we have a um, Facebook page, Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue. Uh, we have Instagram, same thing. We have Twitter, which is Val's Tex-Mex Barbecue, because apparently that's the longest name ever. <laughs> um in person we'll be at smoke tomorrow <laughs> there you go um or miguel will be at the trailer most of the time <laughs> <laughs> and then where where in austin are you located we're in south austin off of uh, manchak road 11500 manchaka um in austin you say manchak we say manchak in austin because that's <laughs> how they all pronounce it in real life it's manchaka <laughs> <laughs> um 
But it's about 15 minutes south of downtown. There's a lot of space. You can bring your family, bring your dog, hang out, bring uh, some beer and drink. If you come at 2.33 in the morning, you'll probably find me there. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not open at 2.30. No, but he'll be there. You can just say hi. You say hi. Well, we're prepping because we serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and we try and barbecue and our way of cooking and continue to uh, put stuff on pits d uh, throughout the day is we try and not sell out. We try and time our food. We will sell out of the big items like brisket and maybe like our spare ribs and beef ribs, those but kinds like of things. On Saturdays. But when like we daily. continue to cook, like with us doing Tex-Mex barbecue, right, we take like other influences that are not maybe, maybe like such huge cuts of meat. So we take like trim from our briskets and cube it up, make beef tips, and we smoke those, and those become brisket guisada. We have our skirt steak, and we make our smoked cerveza beef, uh, cerveza beef fajitas out of that. And we use chicken thighs, smoke those for about three, two to three hours, and we're making smoked chicken fajita or plates with that. So when we run out of, like, you know, barbecue, we continue with the other smoked meats that are more of a quick fire item, mm -hmm. you know. And so But quick fire, three or four hours, yeah. you know, quick fire. Oh, <laughs> so fast. <laughs> well, what's breakfast like? Breakfast is pretty breakfast crazy. Breakfast is famous in Austin. I love I love breakfast and okay, tell yeah. me all about well, it. Well, you know, in Austin everyone's about the breakfast taco, right? Yes. And what we do is we incorporate our barbecue into our breakfast tacos. So you can come and get, you know, a regular, you know, potato, egg and cheese and bacon, that kind of stuff and everything's made on homemade tortillas. But we have the you have the option to add brisket add pork add smoked sausage to your breakfast tacos and then we have some specialty items that have been created one in particular is called the real deal holy field and that is a taco that's based off my father's favorite dish he had come one time and wanted me to make him well ranchettos and i, I had it. i had the <laughs> i had the elements in the kitchen so what i did was i Made some refried beans out of our chato beans. I had some potatoes. I fried up potatoes. We had our uh, tomato set on a salsa that I used as the ranchero salsa. We had some eggs. So instead of building them well with rancheros, I took a tortilla and pressed it out bigger than our normal ones. Laid down refried beans on the tortilla with the fried potatoes. Got an egg with our salsa. Mm -hmm. Slice of bacon. Fried egg. Fried that's egg. That's part it. about it. Yeah. yeah, the smoked bacon. And we put a fat slice of brisket on top. And I called it the real deal holy field. Okay, I'm booking my flight as soon as this interview's <laughs> over. That it's like, it'll last you all day on a meal. Oh, gosh. So and that's like our number one thing that everyone comes for. They keep asking us to serve it all day long. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably one of the most requested items is that taco. Wow. Which, when I met him, all he complained about was that there's no good breakfast tacos. And now he complains about having to make breakfast tacos all the time. <laughs> like, you did this. If you want things done right, <laughs> you do it yourself. This. You brought this. <laughs> Um, well, guys, thank you so much for sitting down with us in the trailer today. Um, I am really hungry now, and I am very, very much looking forward to smoked. I can't wait to eat your brisket tacos again. I've been missing them since the Charleston event. Um, this has been Kat Johnson for Heritage Radio Network on tour, and I've been joined by Miguel and Modesty Vidal. And once again, thanks to our sponsors, Travel Portland, Stream PDX, Hazel Fern Sellers, and the Julia Child Foundation for making our coverage of Feast Portland possible.